Welcome to MaxCast Radio, the official radio station of the Get It On Vinyl Revolution. Welcome to WaxCast Radio. Get It On Vinyl is now quickly approaching its one-year anniversary. We are amazed by the wonderful feedback we have received worldwide, and we grow more excited every time we hear about how passionate people are about supporting physical music and the independent record store. It is clear that the vinyl revolution is alive and strong and shows no signs of slowing down, and we are proud to be a part of that. With this in mind, it is interesting that we have not discussed at length the illegal download market. This WaxCast is a two-part series discussing that. A lot of people think that with the demise of Napster and LimeWire and hundreds of other illegal downloading sites, that illegal downloading is a thing of the past. Many think that the uprise of the legal download market was the final nail in the coffin to the illegal download market. They couldn't be more wrong. Now, this is usually where we would spit out a bunch of statistics, and they're out there, and clearly they are staggering. We'll discuss the real numbers another time, though. However, let's just focus on one number. 37%. That's the percentage of digital music that is actually paid for. We're not talking about physical music ripped to their computers, That is downloaded music as a whole. That means that 63% of the digital music world is illegally downloaded. The amount of lost revenue for this music is estimated at over $50 billion. But again, we're not focusing on the numbers. Illegal downloading is clearly still a problem. While the legal download market has curbed the problem slightly, it is still running rampant. So what changed from five years ago? What happened to the record industry monitoring illegal downloading and file lawsuit after lawsuit? What happened to internet providers shutting down accounts? What happened to Time Warner sending threatening letters to the doorsteps of thieves? What happened is they gave up. Illegal downloading became mainstream. There was a day when illegal downloading was something that only computer chatroom nerds and college students did. In the heydays of Napster, it was looked on as renegade or shady. As the labels responded incorrectly, and the more people jumped on the bandwagon, it became increasingly more popular. As Napster crumbled... Hundreds of other peer-to-peer networks were launched. It seemed like every week another one was shut down, but dozens more launched. It was a problem that was out of control. Rather than looking for a reasonable solution, the labels panicked. Getting nowhere with legislation or support from the internet providers, they made up for lost revenue by increasing the price on the physical music that was still being sold. We've discussed this practice before, but the label's actions of screwing the physical music stores and their customers was the biggest reason that the illegal download market became so popular. Even after the peer-to-peer shutdown, torrent sites ran rampant. 
sharing hundreds of thousands of albums in BitTorrents that were seeded and downloaded around the world. All of a sudden, the industry and its artists did not have to worry about their latest single being stolen with the click of a mouse, but their entire life's work. Although they somewhat succeeded in shutting down these sites, many still operate. Digital storage lockers became the next tool in intellectual theft. Sites like Mega Upload became the hotspots for thieves hiding under their shield of cloud storage. All of a sudden, illegal downloading was not a criminal activity. It was no longer shady. Now everyone was doing it, and it was not just a common practice, but the norm for most digital music listeners. Here is where the line in the sand is drawn for so many commentators when it comes to the music industry. There is a growing group of people, and sadly, even musicians, who feel that since the illegal downloading practice is inevitable, that they simply must give up. More and more people come to the assumption that music itself should be free, and that artists should make up for their lost revenue with merchandise and live performances. Some even go so far as to believe that music is some kind of God-given fundamental right, and that charging anything for it is flat-out criminal. They believe that simply because someone is doing what they love, that the consumer's attention is payment enough. Bullshit. Flat out bullshit. Music sales should be the number one revenue stream for any artist. The slim profit margins made on merchandise and ticket sales do not compare whatsoever to consistent physical music purchases. No matter what the format, music should never be free. If you want free music, listen to the radio. That is what it is there for. To hear the latest single and get you excited about a release. Art, no matter what its form, is a form of entertainment. And entertainment costs money if you want to own the performance. But that is the problem. Many of today's music consumers grew up in the digital standard, never knowing physical music or visiting independent record stores. They grew up not owning any of their music and have been force-fed the idea that the digital music they are consuming comes at little to no cost. Until we change this mindset, the trend will continue. So how do we change this mindset? First and foremost... We must be very blunt about what digital piracy is. It is theft at its core. Nothing more, nothing less. There is no gray area when it comes to theft. Either you own it, or you don't. The days of Napster hiding under the words of borrowing or sharing are gone, and every illegal downloader knows exactly what they are doing. They are stealing money right out of the hands of everyone involved, especially the artists. For those of you who think that you are still sticking it to the man and screwing over the fat cats of the record label, need to learn just how much artists depend on music sales. It is theft. It is illegal. It is wrong and criminal. Do not sugarcoat it. There is no other way around that argument. 
Secondly, the listener needs a reasonable alternative. The digital... The digital standard has devalued music to the lowest common denominator. Digital tracks are viewed as disposable. So disposable that most consumers don't even know or care that they're merely renting the music rather than owning it. This brings us back to our argument from a previous WaxCast. Physical albums must show exceptional value in order to sell successfully. It has to be worth the listener's time to purchase the album from a physical store and worth their dollars to spend there. The sooner the labels learn this, the sooner they can get their sales numbers out of the red. Make sure to listen to us next week as we discuss part two of this WaxCast and really go after the illegal downloaders. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support with Get It On Vinyl over the past year, and we can't wait to get into the next step. As always, we appreciate your support, but we want your comments. Please email us at sideb at getitonvinyl.com. Once again, thank you for being part of the revolution. We are just getting started.